0: Podcast happy Friday, everybody. What's up to the Friday fam in the chat? Connor, Daniel, Elizabeth, Chris, CWP. So good to see you all. You know who it is it's me, it's your girl, DJ
1: Mackie, Michaela
0: Perkins, and the one, the only Sean paz What's
1: poppin'?
0: Sean, I hope you are enjoying our uh <laughs> last TBSV episode before we <laughs> hit the road.
1: And we go to Nashville I feel like uh we're gonna be we're gonna we're gonna look a little different uh, yeah. when we do this next Friday because we'll yep. be getting home that morning um so it will be a little less life behind our eyes a little less color in our skin but hey Let's enjoy this one while we got yeah, it. Yeah, Sean and I will
0: be going to Nashville next week for the NHL draft where the Coyotes have 80 billion picks to uh, <laughs> deliver. So excited for that. But we fly back at 7 a.m. We <laughs> land at 7 a.m. Phoenix time on Friday. So that TPSP episode is going to be a shit show. We'll we're see still going to be live
1: for you. We're still going to be live for you. What's that? I said we'll see you then. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. yeah we'll be here. We're going to be live
0: Trust. even though we're probably going to be intoxicated because we're not going to sleep we're gonna pull an all-nighter <laughs> oh yeah you we're gonna go from the bars to the found airport out that
1: there's a tootsies in the nashville airport so
0: yeah it's gonna we'll be, be off there. the chain so i hope you all enjoyed this last coherent tpsp episode <laughs> uh for at least another week um super excited about that speaking about getting a little wasty, i'm fingers crossed that the bars in nashville have some four peaks beer i don't think they i, I don't know think if they four do peaks
1: makes it out that far but uh, you could probably you could probably pack some of your check luggage.
0: I'm going to be... Can you do that? Can you take alcohol on a plane? In a, a In, In a checked bag. In a checked bag,
1: yeah. You can bring name or anything on a checked I'm going to have to take a
0: six-pack of Hazy IPA on the plane because I cannot go a, a whole week without having a four-peak spear. That just goes against everything inside my body. I don't know about you, but I can't do it.
1: Yeah, no, I, uh, I might have to... If I'm not packing some, I might have to take some or drink some right before I get on the plane, right when I get off. <laughs> When we come back, just
0: you're going to pop open a beer at 3 a.m. when you wake up to go to the airport.
1: <laughs> Are you not? No,
0: I'm going to be half asleep.
1: <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to bed the night before.
0: Yeah, me either. I'm playing an all nighter. Yeah, I can't. Uh, if I wake up, I just get angry. I've talked about
1: this before. I'll pop a few OGs before we get on the plane or before we you know leave for the airport. Not put any of my check baggage because that's a felony. Do not take.
0: Yeah, we, not take we already State found Lounge. out you can't take weed on the plane.
1: What do you mean? We already found out. Well, yeah, yeah, last just, week, that's, what that's what we what talked just about learned? last
0: week. No, we learned that last week. I mean, I learned it last week.
1: But you couldn't take weed on a plane? Yeah. You just learned that? Oh. I'm I thought it was legal. Hey, like, uh, if be, I'm flying hey, from Arizona yeah, to Colorado, nah, I mean, why fair, can I not
0: take it on the plane?
1: I mean, it's, a feder- it's still federally. I agree with you. It's some bullshit. You should be able to still Stupid. take it on a plane. It should just be federally <laughs> Ill- illegal. But yeah, because it's federally illegal, you can't do that. It's well, it doesn't crime. matter because, you okay. know, it is
0: legal Four Peaks beer. Best. They also happen to be the official craft beer of the Arizona Diamondbacks. If you haven't tried their rattle on red ale, you absolutely really have isn't. to because it's pretty much as smooth as Corbin Carroll's swing is. So mm-hmm. check out their rattle on red ale. And if you're at Chase Field, hop on up to their Four Peaks draft room. It is located on the suite level down the first baseline in Deep Right, uh, Nick Castellanos. (laughs) <laughs> deep drive to Left Field?
1: Okay, sorry. I don't know Just why that always updates. reminds you that. Uh, that's uh, follow, never, mind. never mind. Follow four peaks at
0: four peaks brew or go to fourpeaks.com/slash events to stay up to date with everything happening with four peaks, and you can also check them out um, on Instagram at four peaks brew to keep up with the latest on Arizona's hometown brewery. You must be 21 years or older to drink four peaks. Please drink responsibly. Also want to give a shout-out to Mountain Mikes. We got super lucky and got two weeks in a row of Mountain True. Mikes. That's I don't know point. how that happened, but this this is the first time ever we've had two straight rows of Matt. Yeah, map, I think it was because Max
1: was out of town. So, no, my sister. Just had yeah. So, supper. thank he you for for, nice. Mike for coming in clutch,
0: yeah. uh, feeding the office two weeks in a row. You can head on over to Pizza.com or to their Mesa, Chandler, or Tucson locations to place your next order. Reminder, if you are a new diehard, you will get a $50 voucher upon signing up. Who doesn't love pizza?
1: Can I just say cheese pizza? And I know I'm a vanilla ice cream guy, but cheese pizza just kind of goes crazy. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Like... I, I mean out. I like, don't get me wrong, I love like my pizza, my go to pizza toppings are either grilled chicken and hot peppers or sausage and onion. But a good just cheese pizza, like mm-hmm. it's a good it's a good cheese pizza, it's good pizza. Like this I'm shit a- hits the
0: pepperoni pineapple and jalapeno girl
1: oh that's money yeah Yeah. absolutely turn me up for that
0: yep (laughs) all right well we got a great show for you guys we have a lot of Phoenix Suns talk we got some Diamondbacks talk to get to because in case you've missed it they are a wagon but before we get to that let's talk about the Phoenix Suns because there's a lot going on in Suns land right now we got a lot to break down Um, the first of which being there's a super team in town the new big three is here everybody what what Bradley Beal you are a Phoenix son welcome to the valley can you believe we have bradley beal kevin durant and devin booker on the same team
1: no what (laughs) no i didn't see this coming (laughs) um it's i mean it's it's awesome um like beal is one of those guys who may you might not fully realize how good of a player he is because of of (laughs) <laughs> of I just, Bo just went out of a door that doesn't really even exist in this office it was very I just really got straight um but I mean Bill's a guy that I mean you might if play fans might not know about him because he's kind of been just withering away in in Washington for the last decade
0: Washington's but, been wasting his
1: career yeah he's the real as Connor put it the real Beal like he is he's a really really good basketball player a really good scorer and a team that was looking very one-dimensional. Obviously this team's nowhere near complete, but as far as a big 3 goes and as you've seen by and large in the NBA for the last 15 years, super teams win championships unless um, you are
0: the Denver Nuggets.
1: Yeah. Uh, and although if the you outlier. ask Nuggets fans, they want to think they're a super team because <laughs> Jamal Murray is a top three player in the fucking league, according to them. Yeah. I'm not wasting my energy on that though because uh, we got Brother Beal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, this is, obviously there's a way to go, but this is the start of of a, cha- a real championship winning team is having three bona fide stars. Um, and I know people always get concerned about the fit and stuff like that, but Casey Jacobson was on the, uh, the Suns draft show last night. And one thing he put out, he mentioned was the, the Dwayne Wade and LeBron James did a lot of the same things when they went to the Heat. Good players, smart players, they figure that out. And I think you have three really talented and really smart basketball players. So I'm not worried about fit at all. They're going to figure that shit out.
0: Yeah, the, uh, the news broke on Sunday that Beal was going to be coming to Phoenix. We didn't know the entire full premise of what the trade mm-hmm. was going to be, except we did know that both Chris Paul... And Landry Shamit were going to be included in that trade, along with a bunch of pick swaps yeah. and a bunch of picks as well. So, even though you didn't know like the full entire like scope of what this trade was going to be, what was like your initial reaction? It's a Sunday, you're just vibing at home, and all of a sudden, boom, whoosh bomb! Yeah. Bradley Beal's coming to Phoenix. Landry Shamit, Chris Paul. See you later. I
1: think I was the one that broke the news to the producers because I I was just scrolling on Twitter, and I just happened to be on Twitter when it happened. Yeah. I I was just yeah, I was just. My first reaction, and this is because, I mean, uh, this is the sad part about working in sports. You call a little jaded. It's like, damn, on a Sunday. on fa- Like, really? No, come on. I'm not even, I'm not That's even, with loser my, I'm not even, uh, I'm like, uh, I'm like, Father's Day. But after that, well, my, actually, my first reaction was like, damn, Chris Paul got traded on Father's Day. That's a cold world. But, uh, nah, I mean, really, my first reaction was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, oh, yep. It's time, like it, we. Like it, it's time. This yeah. is it's the time now. Like I, I know that was the reaction when we got Kevin Durant, but now it's the off season. They're gonna have a full season. Like yeah, that's all chips to the middle of the table. They're going for yeah. it. Yeah,
0: all chips to the middle of the table is the best way to describe it. My first reaction was like Matt Ishbia, you dog. Yeah, no, way 100%. to buy a team and put your money where your mouth 100%. is. Matt Ishbia was like, we are not going to do this any way except going all in and this is definitely in my opinion another sign of going all in like the Kevin Durant thing mind-blowing holy shit I still haven't fully processed it um and I'm sure I will when this season comes and I actually get to like see him play with Devin Booker a little bit more but Matt Ishby is not messing around he's like I'm buying this team and I'm going all in and I'm putting my money where my mouth is um and he did I mean like you said Bradley Beal is not a player to laugh about acquiring like he no, is really really good yeah. and it just like you said i think he might have gotten a little bit overlooked because he was on a wizards roster that wasn't very great and the wizards are now like full rebuild mode so last season alone he averaged 23 points a game um three rebounds five assists he shot 50 percent from the field and um 36 from three so obviously very effective in the paint and those numbers are nothing to like shake a finger at no. like
1: I mean, Bradley Beal is, is a top 20, top 25 player in the league. Like, and he has been for a minute now. Yeah. Um, like, this is not, this is, and I know I was just saying I wasn't going to waste any energy on them, but this is not, this is not like a, oh, you have a top-type flight player in the league, and then you also have Jamal Murray, who you want to think is a top-type flight player in the league, but the reality is he's not. He's not in the same tier as Nikola Jokic. There's are three, Bradley Beal is not in the same tier as Kevin Durant and, and Devin Booker, necessarily, but... right he's up there. Like he, he is a, he's a top talent in the league. You've got three bona fide top tier players now. Um, yeah, that is, that is, uh, like I said, that's all chips in the middle of the table. Like that's HBO going for it.
0: Yeah. So obviously we were both very excited about this Mm -hmm. when we first saw the news. However, there was a lot of mixed reaction on the internet, a lot of mixed reaction in our chat. Also mostly and the, most of the negativity I sounds, I saw surrounding the trade was because Bradley bills, a shooting guard,
1: yeah. In yeah, case yeah. you
0: may not have known, we have the best shooting guard in the league currently on our roster. And so people were like, uh, two shooting guards. And we're paying a lot for the second one. Yeah. And we're already paying a lot to the first one. Do we need two shooting guards? Um, so what do you think is going to happen there?
1: Uh, I don't know.
0: Are we in our point? I think if you scroll up, Jacob, in the comments. Uh, yep, right there. Five of Kind Media said, so is this point book era? Phoenix with no starting PG, a true PG <sighs> Facilitator, that was a lot of the criticism. We yeah. have two shooting guards. We obviously got rid of Chris Paul, so we don't have a starting point guard. I love you, campaign, but I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't it's want you to be, to be my starting team. point guard. I'm sorry. Please don't cancel me, campaign fans. But um, so yeah, I mean, what what is that going to look like? Do you have any idea of what they're going to do?
1: I mean, no, I don't think anyone has any real idea of what it's going to look like as of right now. Obviously, as it st- like as it stands with the guys on the roster right now, in my mind, point book is the best option. Like, uh, no, again, no disrespect, to campaign, but. But if it's so have, broke, don't fix if it. If you gotta have talent on the court, um, I, I mean, I, there's still you gotta see what happens with DeAndre Ayton. I think that is the big, uh, the big kind of question here because if you move DeAndre Ayton, your roster is going to look a lot different. You're going to get a few players, presumably in the, in that trade. One of the things that gets, that's been talked about a lot recently, talked about last night, was the the magic and their glutton of of guards. Like if you trade Da, you're probably getting your starting point guard in that trade. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it really depends, but as it stands now, like I'm comfortable with the idea of point book. I, I think again, like I, I just mentioned what Casey Jacobson said last night on the, the sun's watch along, like smart players, good players. They figure this stuff out. Yeah. And Devin Booker is one of the best players in basketball. I have no worries that this team will be able to be super effective as, as if Devin Booker is their, their point guard. So as it it's this right now, I'm pro point book.
0: You're pro point book. I am. Okay. Well, it might help that Booker and Bradley Beal have a little bit of chemistry Mm -hmm. going on. They're a little bit familiar with each other. I don't know if you if any of you knew this, but Book and Bradley Beal like to work to out out together in the offseason. Um there is video evidence of this, so we're not crazy. You can roll the tape, Jacob. Um Bradley Beal and Devin Booker getting some shots up. I couldn't figure out when this happened, if it was recently or not. No,
1: that's old. That's old yeah. Book haircut for sure. Um that's
0: definitely old Book uh, old Book hair. Um but yeah, I mean it's I mean this is obviously like just reaching grasping for straws at this point, but they do have chemistry. You know, they known each other. I don't know if maybe that played any role because I feel like Devin Booker can recruit anyone to this team at this point. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know if that established relationship had any role in getting no, it, it, Bradley to Phoenix because Bradley had a full no trace it did. exactly, exactly. He had, there was another team yep. that was deep in this trying to get him to their team and he said no. He full on vetoed it and said I'm going to Phoenix. So I don't know if Book obviously had anything to do with that. I'd like to think he did because this is Book's team despite what anyone says. This is Devin Booker's team. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I yeah. mean, they they are familiar with each other.
1: I don't know who's out here saying otherwise. Like, I don't think anyone's out here saying well, this is anybody I mean, other Kevin
0: Durant came. Yeah, but I mean,
1: can, even right? when he was on the Warriors, that was always that was always Curry's team. Even though he was, even though KD was the best player on the team. But not here nor there. Um, I mean, that's this is what Devin Booker is. Like that, is, he did come here because of Devin Booker. He Devin Booker. I'm not going to sit here say he's the best player in the league, but he is your favorite player's favorite player. Like yeah. that is a well established fact at this point that he is one of those guys in the league that like game recognizes game and dudes in the league love Devin Booker's game. And like you mentioned, yeah, he had a full no-trade clause. He did not... He had full control over where he went, and he wanted to come play with Devin Booker. And Kevin Durant. Still Kevin Durant. He's still, still, uh, in my opinion... just a bonus. He's still, in my opinion, (laughs) a top-five player in the history of the game. But, uh, like, dudes want to come play with Devin Booker. It's been that way for years now, and that is how you get a guy like this, is, is having a guy like... Devin Devin Booker and a guy like Kevin Durant like you you Devin Booker is awesome but you're not coming here if you don't think you have a chance to win and and Katie's obviously a huge part of that too so those stars are why they're here but I do like yeah I do think Devin Booker was the the key cog in that
0: yeah zone in Arizona in the comments saying I don't think there's any shame wanting pain on the bench thank you he's an excellent spark plug to bring off the bench but we need a distributor and a field general with the starters I totally agree Obviously, campaign is a backup PG. You know who else (laughs) could be a backup PG? Uh, A little a couple of days later, after this news broke of the deal, we found out that there will be some more pieces coming from Washington to Phoenix. And one of those pieces was Jordan Goodwin, who is a point guard slash shooting guard, just another guard, basically. Um, And I don't know about you, but I was actually kind of happy to know that there were more pieces coming back from Washington to Phoenix because depth is something that I'm still so concerned about. And we'll talk about the bench in a minute, but just knowing like, Okay, like uh, just give me anybody at this point. Like, yeah. give me a name. But, and then I went and I, cause I didn't, okay, full transparency. I'm not a wizard stand, so I didn't really know a lot about Jordan, but I went and looked and it's not, not, he's not law. terrible. You're
1: not, you're not alone. I don't think a lot of people knew much about Jordan. But yeah, he's, he
0: uh, averaged six, yep. almost seven points last season, almost three assists. He shot 45% from the field. And um, one analyst said, I think on the radio, that he's a really, really good decision maker, which I think is important to have. Obviously, I don't I don't think that's starting point guard material. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. hey, another body
1: on the bench. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, depth is huge at this point. Like you said, there's damn near nobody on this team. But um, everything that I've heard from people who know the game of basketball, think that this kid is like a, he's talented. Like he's going to be able to be I'm not saying he's going to end up being necessarily a starting point guard, but he's going to be able to be uh, and not immediately necessarily but a contributor at some point. So yeah. that is uh when especially when you look at the original, tr- or not the original trade, but before we knew that he was a part of this trade, like I was still thrilled with with the with the trade as far as yeah, the Suns went. You're I think telling they,
0: me we got yeah, Bradley Beal for crisp on and Landry and Shannon, a bunch of
1: and a bunch of pick and they swaps, took like, Shamit
0: off our hands. Yeah, yeah. I'm Thank like you. I
1: think they I thought they fleeced the Warriors and then <laughs> you throw in another player. And I'm like yeah, absolutely. So I obviously have no way of knowing what his role on this team is going to be or anything like that. But again, like you mentioned, the depth is huge here and to have a player that a lot of people are saying is going to end up being a, a, at least a decent NBA player is that's, a, that's a win for the Suns.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. I think now we obviously have another glaring issue to address, however, and that is depth. The bench, all of the questions surrounding the just lack of depth that the Suns roster is dealing with, it was a problem in the playoffs. It's still a problem. They haven't addressed it yet, and I'm sure that they will at some point. But we have some issues that we're working with, mostly the biggest one being cap space. Currently now, Ishbia has four max level contracts the next three years to deal with Devin Booker, Deandre Ayton, Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant. Whether or not Ayton is traded this offseason remains to be seen, but it really puts the Suns in a difficult position financially in terms of building a roster around those four players. Mm-hmm. So after Beal and Kevin Durant trades they really have kind of lost the ability to add any more players this offseason because I think everything now hinges down to if they're going to trade DeAndre Ayton, what they can get back for DeAndre Ayton. They can use a $5 million trade exemption. They have some free agents they could possibly pick up. They're really probably going to have to hit the veteran minimum market and get some uh, veteran minimum exception players in here and quickly. But veteran minimum exemptions are the... Basically, the only thing that Phoenix has to work with, I mean, they're probably going to have to go out and round up what, like seven <laughs> veteran minimum players and see how many of that works out to be. Um, and so the depth is really scary. Jock Landale, Torrey Craig have the potential to re sign here. They're also hoping to probably retain um, Akogi, Damian Lee, Bismack Biombo, and Terrence Ross. How scared are you about this bench in this depth?
1: I don't think there's any use in being scared about anything at this point, especially when you've looked at how ishp is acting like he's clearly going to do whatever it takes to try and win. Um, And and again, I think the DA thing is, is the big question I am not. And this is something the sun's talked about last night. I think at this point I I am not holding my breath. Not that I necessarily want him to be, I don't want that to to come across, but I'm not holding my breath that, that uh, DA is going to get traded. I think that is probably the easiest way to get, like, legitimate depth and contribution yeah. by trading him and, and and picking up some guards, whatever. But um, I don't, again, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't want that to happen. I do think getting a new coach, you will be able to hopefully get old slash new DA, like some good DA. We'll see. Um, but I'm not I'm not worried. Obviously, it's something they need to address. And if they don't do anything, like if this is the roster when the season starts, then they're screwed. I don't care yeah. who's starting. Um, but uh, at this point, like I said, I don't think there's any use in 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 stressing about it because I have a lot of confidence in, in James Jones and in Matt Ishbia based yeah. on what they have done since Matt Ishbia has taken over this team.
0: Yeah, I think they're going to have to play some money ball type. Scheming yeah, 100%. With their bench. Um, they're going mean, to have again, to get creative. This
1: is why you have guys like Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, because Guys want to play with them, and guys want to win rings. So I don't think it's going to be the most difficult thing to convince guys to sign here on veteran minimums. Obviously, it's it is still rather restrictive. But yeah. This is a team. This is going to be a team where people want to play. So totally. I I am not concerned that they are going to not be able to find guys who want to maybe take a little bit of a pay cut. To yeah, play I mean, with the <clears>
0: that's the best point to make is because look at this roster. There's going to be some free agents this offseason. There's going to be some vets that are like just wanting to win a ring. You yeah, know, 100%. and I if you I mean, Kendrick Perkins, which, by the way, shocked by said it this morning on his show. Sons are the best team in the NBA right now. He ranked them first in power rankings in the offseason.
1: Oh, my. OK,
0: which. Say what you want, but like, it's nice to finally get some credit from the talking heads over in oh, the national well, media. So
1: it's funny you say that because I saw a TikTok this morning of JJ Redick and he was he was kind of doing this thing where he was making fun of all of the worst takes from all of like these NBA reporters throughout the season. Yeah. And he got to himself and it was him saying that the Phoenix Suns are the best team in basketball and they're, they should be the favorite when they traded for Kevin Durant. I think that's absurd. They're not the best team in basketball right now. They have no bench. They've got three guys. They have no depth. The Denver Nuggets are still the best team in basketball. That's neither here nor there, though. Um, because I think when it's all said and done and they make they they make these moves, I do think that they will be. But I agree. Like at this point, the roster is undeniable. Like if you're yeah. not giving if this team some kind agent, of respect. I'm signing with Phoenix. Yeah, if my goal is if my only goal is to win a ring. I mean, I'm either signing yeah. here. Or the defending if you're champs, realistic like, about
0: like maybe not getting the most playing time, and you're fine taking like coming off the bench, and you're a free agent or you're a vet. I'm
1: am going to Phoenix. Like if Chris Paul was a free agent right now, I think this would be the most like this would be yeah. obviously like in a vacuum. You ignore all of the history everything and everything. Else, yeah. Like this is a this is a <laughs> this is a spot where a guy like that would want to, would want to be because he wants to win a ring, and it's a good it's a good it's a good it's a damn good team going to yeah. be a good damn good team
0: totally um a bunch of people in the comments weighing in on their thoughts on the roster five of kai media saying keep ross on a vet minimum would love to see that happening um money makes 2k says would love to keep Basley. Basley as well sorry Baisley, i can't Baisley, see yeah. um and then gilbert saying i miss d wash jr simply for guard depth yeah that's a good point for sure. Um, Connor's saying Perkins will flip on that in two weeks. Yeah, yeah. never take anything. That's Perkins at <laughs> Face value. Um, but yesterday, we finally found out, and this just happened yesterday, the actual terms of the deal. We didn't have the full scope of the trade until yesterday, and this is what it is. So Woj tweeted out, and we have the tweet. Um, Washington and Phoenix have finalized the Bradley Beal trade. It is Bradley Beal, Isaiah Todd, who is a basically a G-League, G-Leaguer, um, Isaiah Todd and Jordan Goodwin to the Suns for Chris Paul and Landry Shamet, The Suns are also sending cash and the Wizards get six second round draft picks and four first round pick swaps, according to the source that Let broke this. Um, the Suns are sending seconds in 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, and 30. And the pick swaps are happening in 24, 26, 28, and 30. Um, that's a lot of numbers. That's a lot to digest, but... Six second round picks. Who cares? Yeah.
1: Second round picks are fucking useless. Yeah. Like you got, you're getting, you're basically getting lucky if you hit it on a second round pick. And this is no disrespect to women. I know we're going to talk about it later, but like Tumani Kamara, who? (laughs) Like if (laughs) that guy is a contributor on this team, that is going to be a surprise. You bet the Suns got lucky in that situation. Yeah. So the second, the second round picks, eh, I don't care. And the other ones are pick swaps. The reality is the the Suns should be good for the next few years. Those picks aren't going to be worth much. HK, who cares? You got Bradley Beal. You're trying to win a championship right now. If you win a ring, you can suck for the next 10 years. No one's going to care.
0: I totally agree. F them kids at this point. Like, (laughs) I I don't care about the picks. And to be honest, I know that we are in a different era of Suns basketball, but it's not like the Suns have really hit on... (laughs) all of their draft picks in the past um let's take a historical walk down draft pick lane shall we (laughs) because somebody tweeted this out yesterday and i thought this was so interesting um jacob if you could bring up the graphic of the sun's uh draft picks in the past going back to 2016 (laughs) tyler ulis Dragon bender Alec Peters, Devon Reed, Josh Jackson, George King, Elia Kobo, Zahari Smith, DeAndre Ayton, Jarrett Culver, Jalen Smith, Dayron Sharp.
1: Okay, shout out Sticks though. Who? Okay, well, no, no, you can't do that to everybody. Shout out Who? Sticks. Shout out Sticks. <laughs> shout out Da.
0: There is one current I mean, person on this say, I'm gonna say this
1: for uh, for Aspo. Shout out Dragon Bender. No, uh, stop it! I'm gonna kick list you off. Is this is missing Cam Johnson.
0: Oh, it is missing Cam Johnson. That's, That's true. Um, but he's also not on the roster anymore. There is one person from 2016 to 2021. There's one person on this roster. One. For now. One.
1: For now. And he's, yeah, he's in the middle of, of master trade rumors all the time. Yeah. I mean, like they traded Jalen Smith, right? So it's not like these guys have all, it's been like a complete, they haven't, they complete nothing to show for it. But that is, yeah. Do you remember? That's the, pretty damn embarrassing. Do you remember the
0: Josh Jackson era? That was wild. I still can't believe that happened. That was like the whole like Josh Jackson, the head coach in the barbershop.
1: Like. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> people weren't really paying attention to the Phoenix Suns on the East Coast at that time. <laughs> like, I'm pretty
0: sure. Wait, what year was Josh Jackson? Josh Jackson was 2017. I'm pretty sure that was their 19 win either right before or right after their 19-win season. That was a wild era of Phoenix Suns
1: oh, basketball. <laughs> Lindsay just deep sigh back there because of her yeah, remembering Smith is the times Yeah, back here of the crying time. about the
0: Suns only winning 19 games in a season. Yeah, so obviously it's not like... Like, the NBA is so weird and, like, the fact... If you don't have, like, a first, like, one through, what, 10,
1: 12? Yeah, at that point, it's a crapshoot. You're like not going to get a superstar time. player. Half the time, like... Not it isn't it is not it is never sure is a never never a sure thing. Zion yeah. and, and, and Ja were drafted one two. How's that going? <laughs> well it's not to say they're not good players, but I mean how's that going? Like it, it's Isaiah Thomas was the last, last overall draft pick. Like it, it drafts are so difficult, man. And and if you're sacrificing the, the crapshoot that is a draft for a pretty damn good chance to win right now. I don't think that's a question.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think whatever it takes, like if it has six round draft picks, whatever. If you scroll up a little bit, Jacob, in the comments, we had someone saying, yeah, money makes 2K. I mean, I'm not happy about giving up that many second rounds, but the chances of those picks becoming as good as Beal or Slim to none. Exactly, exactly. Exactly. Whole point. Um, I definitely agree.
1: And it's not like they don't have any picks. They're doing they have pick swaps for a lot of picks.
0: Yeah. They so will still have some. They still picks. have some. They still have a little bit of draft capital. But basically, you're saying you have no problem with how the Suns are selling off draft capital.
1: I mean, I will in hindsight if they don't end up winning a ring. But hindsight's 2020 as of right now. Like, yeah, they're doing everything in their power to go win a ring. Yeah, that's all you can ask. Aspo keeps making this point like shit sucked here for the last decade. Who cares if it shuts for another decade? If you have a ring to show for it, like I'd rather I'd rather suck and be able to say we hadn't been a champion than be good like be mediocre or or, or or I would I would rather win one ring and suck for the next 10 years than lose in the finals yeah. for a decade straight. Yeah. Like it do, it doesn't matter. You this is how the league works. You sacrifice to win rings. Yeah. And it's obviously a gamble. But so is drafting in the second round. <laughs> I'm
0: totally fine with missing out on a potential Josh Jackson 2.0. <laughs> we can have Bradley Beal. I can't get over Josh Jackson, you guys. I probably never will. Um, Connor Brown in the comments saying he skipped out on a fan meet and greet up fries. I remember that so vividly because that hit the media cycle and everyone was like, Josh Jackson, this is not appropriate. Like, you are a hot draft pick. What are you doing? That was, I mean, this was a wild time of Suns basketball. It's,
1: it's, it's, there's so much of, of, of Phoenix Suns hit, like, T- the timeline that I really <laughs> wish I had got a new experience. Yeah. I and was by, here for all of this. I don't it really wish I got to experience, but like I really showed up at a very fascinating time in Phoenix. sports. Yeah.
0: Um, before we talk about CP three, because we are going to be talking about the point. God, I have one question for you because uh, I feel like I have to ask this because we just watched the nuggets win a championship. Do you think that Phoenix is going about trying to win a championship in the right way? Like, The only example I have of this is the Denver Nuggets. So this might be just like going against the argument that I'm trying to make, but the Nuggets drafted Jokic. They drafted Murray. They cultivated that talent. They kept investing in them, even with a torn AC, like whatever. So they're homegrown talent. They didn't go out and make flashy, big acquisitions like Kevin Durant. They just stuck with their timeline. They stuck with their, what they were investing in their players and, for lack of a better term, they were a homegrown national championship team. So do you think that the Suns are going about trying to win a championship the right way? Or do you kind of look at the Denver Nuggets model and wonder, is this the new way to win
1: championships? How many rings do the, the, the Nuggets have? Like, I mean, we're acting like it's a dynasty. One more than the Suns. <laughs> well, yeah, but I, that's not my point. How many? OK, how many of the, the 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 Warriors have with their homegrown team, which a lot of it is homegrown, but. Kevin Durant wasn't
0: yeah I the just heat, ask
1: because like no I know I, it's a, it's a fair question but like I I don't think there is a right way to 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 win a ring it you know like it, it happens in a bunch of different ways the, the fucking heat they were in the final how that even happened <laughs> with who (gasps) with who you want to consider adonis haslam homegrown put some respect on him oh no i'll I'll never disrespect (laughs) that man for multiple reasons one because he deserves respect and two that man could kill me (laughs) with zero hesitation i I have no doubt that man could kill me yeah Um, but i don't think there is a right way again obviously a massive massive risk yeah but I, and i think it's obvious it's easy to compare this to like the the nuggets or the nets for example but like
0: well and the only the other reason that this is the other layer to this that i want to add before you continue is people are still upset about Mikael bridges and cam johnson because there's this what if factor of what if the suns had just committed to cam yeah. johnson and Mikhail bridges staying here and this was a homegrown team that they just had to make some minor cuz they they got to the finals with that roster they didn't win as we all know but maybe there were some adjustments they could have made outside of getting rid of Mikhail and Cam and then we would have been a more Denver Nuggets esque looking team so that's the only like I mean that's just you know I feel like it's a fair question
1: yeah I get it but I every team is different man winning yeah. a championship is really hard it doesn't like the only thing that is going to correlate to wins is having talented players. Like yeah. that's the only thing you can really guarantee is gonna is gonna win you more games. Totally. Um, and so, like I was gonna say, I think it's obvious to con- uh, to connect the, or to compare. The, it's easy for a lot of people to compare this to the Nets. Yeah, that's a very different situation. First off, we got a coach who's won a ring before. They had Steve Nash, um, who not only never won a ring and never coached before. Um, and they have Kyrie Irving, who is a wild card, man. That's not the situation in this team. Like you have three guys who are ballers committed to playing basketball. Yeah. So again, I'm more inclined. I keep bringing it up, like Casey Jacobsen said. Ch- Jacobsen said to compare this to a team like the Heat, where you got a lot of talent, but you have a lot of really smart basketball players. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I just.
0: I'm just like preparing myself for if the Suns win a championship this next season for all the Nuggets fans to be like, you bought your championship. Nah. Fuck them,
1: dude. Yeah, we did. each and, and every one of you. Fuck <laughs> you guys. I, y-
0: I'm just mentally it's, preparing it's myself free, for that.
1: <laughs> but I hope that's dope, bro. Like, we're not and like what? y'all. We're not like y'all. We're going to be we're drunk gonna, we're on gonna, third year with our gonna, championship uh, ring. I'm not going to say we're going to win a ring. If we do win a ring... I can promise y'all, our first thoughts aren't going to be about y'all like yours were about us. Yeah,
0: facts. The way that they switched up so fast from being so excited about their championship to shut like shitting on the the Suns for getting Bradley Beal, I was like, you just won well, a yeah, championship. Not even, well, like, that,
1: that too. I wasn't even talking about that. I was just talking about how as soon as they as soon as they win a ring or before they even won a ring, they were like oh all Dude, this disrespect we live uh, rent, yo rent fuck free yourself who gives a shit y'all have to want to ring Why you care about the haters they went from Enjoy focusing yourself. on their
0: championship to let's all shit on phoenix because they just traded for bradley beal in like 0.2 seconds and i was like you guys are obsessed with us Th- the and problem it's is, weird. the problem
1: is i don't even <laughs> have a problem with that if you want to sit here and shit on the Suns, that's fine but be real you got people on on twitter acting like bradley beal is not good at basketball yeah. That's an objective falsehood. Yeah. Landry Shaman or Bradley Beal. But Bradley <laughs> Beal doesn't make a difference apparently. Yeah, what's well, the that's the thing. They got him for Brad, for Landry <laughs> Shaman and the corpse of Chris Paul. Who's going to be a backup point guard on the Warriors now? I'm I'm I'm, I'm sleep sleep
0: knocked out Uh, yeah it's 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 just you know I just had to ask the question because it's a debate that's happening so I wanted to get your opinion I for one think that the Suns should do whatever it takes to win a championship and if James Jones and Matt Ishbia think getting big name players here is going to help them win a championship I believe in your cause. I will be in the stands cheering for your team, and I will be praying to the basketball gods that you guys win a championship, because I need it. I need it. I need it like I need air and water. Like Money I makes, need the Suns to win.
1: Money makes 2K is making another good point. Everyone talks about the Nets like they were a failure. Like I I was just too, and they they were. They were so close to making the finals. It's not yeah. like they didn't win any the games. That was anything too. Good the line. hell. The Nuggets
0: fans on Twitter were like taking games. the screenshot of the old Nets teams with Harden and Kyrie and KD, and they're like, oh my god, it's the Nets 2.0, like fuck, fuck off, uh, and what?
1: Yeah, they're all please. really great players. That was a good team. That was a good team <laughs> like when they were all. They were really unlucky when they were all. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to put it all on luck because Kyrie wasn't unlucky when he started being an anti semite, but um <laughs> he was just a bad person. Okay, um, but the reality is, is that like as far as basketball was concerned, it was a good team. Yeah, it, it was a good team. Talent wins basketball basketball games outside of that there is no way to guarantee an NBA championship yeah so all you can do is put together a good roster with good basketball players and that's what the Suns are doing
0: yeah absolutely um we gotta speed through the rest of this because we just took so much time to show that's
1: a big story right now what do you want to talk about right now Uh, Um, I do want to talk about Cardinals are practicing more
0: Chris Paul yeah we are we're not our radio competitor all we do is talk about the Cardinals anyway um Chris Paul
1: hey she knows the
0: era of Chris Paul is over. Um, thank you for your service, Point God. We appreciate everything you did here. But for real though, like actually, when you think about the contributions, <laughs> are you doing the
1: funeral I was doing taps? Yeah. Um.
0: um. So Chris Paul, the era of Chris Paul is over. It came to a semi-dramatic close because Chris Paul did not find out probably in the best fashion. Uh,
1: <laughs> right. Here
0: is him on Good Morning America.
1: I'm driving in this morning and we got this ticker tape thing outside of our building What is and say? I see this potential blockbuster deal between you and Bradley Bill that may take you from Phoenix to Washington and vice versa. Hmm. I was surprised. What are your first thoughts on that? I was surprised too. <laughs> 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 I found out on the plane yesterday flying here for this. You know in this league anything can happen so you just figure out what's next. Mm. You literally found out on the plank. (laughs) Absolutely. Wow.
0: What was your first reaction? (laughs) Don't push him any further. He's trying to be nice about it. Yeah, he is, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) What's happening? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what <See>, happened <laughs> that's why I love Michael Strahan, because that's the only professional athlete out there being yeah. like hey you don't realize yeah. the kind of question, yeah. uh, the, the position you're putting this man in
0: just imagine the disappointment that you get sitting on a plane flying finding out you have to go from Phoenix to washington hey at oh.
1: least whole boy had wi-fi on the flight apparently because oh, if you had God. got off the plane and you had just been a wizard for the last like two hours and you had you just no idea know. yeah well, if i had money son... i'm buying wi-fi every time i'm on a plane oh yeah. yeah well
0: apparently his son was the one that told him that he got traded which dad.
1: that's crazy hey I... dad
0: don't really like that to be honest like i know that the sons had released him so it was kind of like going down that path but can we at least give him a call yeah like, james mean, jones can you just pick up your phone and be like cp3 thank you for everything you've done i gotta let you know we're gonna be trading you to washington you've been a real one thanks bye
1: yeah i mean chris paul knows damn well that's how this shit works it's a business like i don't think i mean, he probably would have liked it but he's been around the block so many damn times that he, i don't think he's taking it all that personally. But yeah, I mean, it would have been nice to kind of be able to give him a little bit of a send-off. That's, that's the motion. That's this. That's how this business works. I yeah. don't think uh, he's probably too, too hurt about it. Because like you said, his his future with this team was far from certain as it was. So he right. probably knew there was a good chance something was happening. And I mean, he, he didn't even end up in Washington. So
0: yeah, absolutely. I think Chris Paul did a lot for this team, though, that we have to recognize and a lot for the future of this team. Yeah.
1: Um, As Espo as, as put his last assist to the franchise was helping us get Bradley Beal. Yeah. And that that is, that's incredible.
0: Um, Five of kind is asking us to talk about the draft pick. We will be coming up next. So don't worry about that. But before we do that, I just want to give Chris Paul his flowers because I think he deserves it. I know that it didn't necessarily end on the best note. He kind of started to taper off there on the court. I get it. But Chris Paul was the first big name player to come to Phoenix Mm -hmm. and want to actually play here and be willing to come here before that nobody wanted to come here. Yeah. No one, you couldn't have offered them all the money in the world to come to Phoenix. It yeah. felt like because Phoenix the,
1: was the weirdest. like They were getting overlooked at the trade deadline yeah. and free
0: agency. Nobody wanted to come here. And Devin Booker was pretty much the only thing we had going for us. And Devin Booker was like, I want a super team to come to me. And Chris Paul was the first domino Man. in the super team coming to Phoenix.
1: If they don't build that motherfucker Devin Booker out statue the second he retires, <laughs> I will be sick to my fucking stomach. But, but I just yeah. like,
0: I think Chris Paul was so instrumental in getting 100%. us to where we are now. And I don't want that to get lost in the fact that he did kind of taper off performance wise at the end of his time with the sons. But I'm just so thankful that he took a chance. Obviously, his relationship with Monty Williams played a huge factor in him coming here, but I'm so thankful that he did because I really believe Chris Paul was instrumental in getting us to where we are now. And if it weren't for Chris Paul being the first big name player to come here, we wouldn't have Kevin Durant. We wouldn't have Bradley Beal. And it would just be a longer, more drawn out process of trying to get a championship in Phoenix. So I, for one, am grateful for point God. I wish you the best in Golden State because he did get traded to the Warriors. They flipped CP3 and Jordan Poole. So, um, have fun in Golden State.
1: I saw CP3 get disrespected the hell out of him on Twitter the other day. And this is no disrespect to her because she's a goat in her own right. But someone referred to Candace Parker as CP3. Ooh. You can't just be doing that. No. You can't just be uh-uh. doing that. What
0: are we doing? That's not right.
1: It was like, it wasn't like a person. It was, it was like an accurate. outlet. It was like a Bleacher Report type <laughs> thing. I'm like, what are we doing? You can't just be taking the boys, the, the dude's nickname and giving it to, to Candace Parker. Yeah. she deserves her own.
0: Oh my gosh. Gilbert in the comments saying, remember the days we clamored for LaMarcus Aldridge?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: it's been a ride. That's what I'm saying. Uh, like, hey, Chris Paul got us on the right track. Then, no.
1: <laughs> but yeah.
0: So thank you, Point God. We appreciate what you've done for the team. And we wish you the best in the Warriors, except for when we're playing you. Um. Well, you'll be on the bench. But that's OK.
1: <laughs> I mean, he's still going to play. He's still a... he's still <laughs> it's a, fine. Uh, he's it's not, fine. People like, he's dead. Like, um, he was completely <laughs> inept. Like, he's still going to be a valuable piece to a team. Right, right,
0: right. OK. Well, before we talk about the Suns draft pick, we got to give a shout out to our friends at OGs because Penguin they game just dropped their pink lemonade flavor and you guys it's fire it's the best flavor they got they sabrina our friend from og's dropped off some of the pink lemonade gummies to the office so we have tried them and i promise you they are mm, so perfect for summer so if you haven't tried them you absolutely have to the pink lemonade flavor is the best. It's fresh. It's tangy. They got a hint of red berry, plenty of sugar. It's the perfect summer THC gummy. And let's be honest, there is no better THC gummy in the state of Arizona because they are made right here in Arizona. You absolutely love to see it. So don't miss out when it comes to the flavor and the effect of OGs. You can get your pink lemonade gummies Fast because they are going to go fast. Check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at OGs Brands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary. You must be 21 years or older to
1: purchase. Like I said, I'm taking, I'm, I'm hopping a few before I hop on this flight to Nashville. That's how I fly now. <laughs> I, I, I'm not even joking. I take a couple of OGs. I, I'm asleep before we even take off. Like I, I sit down, <laughs> we're on the runway and I... I'm KO'd. <laughs>
0: the best way to do it. All right. Um, You might not have known because the Suns really didn't have any much to do yesterday, but it was the NBA draft. The Suns had the 52nd pick in their draft, and um, they did select somebody. They selected Tum- Tumani, T- Tumani, Kamara. Tumani Kamara from Dayton with the 52nd overall pick. He averaged three. Almost 14 points, nine rebounds, two assists, and one steal per game. He is six foot eight, 220 pounds. I feel like I'm like raffling <laughs> at six foot eight, 220 pounds.
1: First. <laughs> Fighting out of the blue corner.
0: He got 54% from the field and 36% from three. In his last season with Dayton. So not bad numbers. Um, Dayton is not necessarily competitive conference wise. It's not like we're getting him from like a Kentucky or a Duke or, you know, anything like that. But nothing to shake a finger at. 14 points, nine rebounds, two assists, a steal game. He is a jumbo wing though, which is great because we're a little short on wing depth. Uh, Kevin Durant, you are our only wing. <laughs> on
1: yeah, the roster. I, I currently. mean, again, there's no way of knowing if this guy is ever going to actually contribute, right? Yeah. Anything like that. I mean, you just looked at up. We just looked at a list of guys who have been drafted by this team and never contributed. But again, like you said, we need depth, so it's another body. A- yeah. And I mean, he has like the kind of frame. He's athletic. He's got a he plays with yeah, a, he a lot great of frame. drive. So. Like, he is the kind of guy that I understand why you draft him in the second round. Like, he's the kind of guy that he has the potential to develop into a very solid player. Yeah. Very solid contributor. Uh, the kind of guy that a team like this needs. Like, a kind a guy that, that plays really good defense and, and just is super, uh, just is an energy guy. Because um, yeah. this team, is, well, you need scorers? No. Yeah. Like, you need you need defense, you need shooters. So, uh, if this guy can end up being a, a, a decent defensive player... Then that's all you. That's, well, I think that's all. Well, that's what you really I was just about to
0: say. I think his biggest upside is his defense, and also he is a rebounding machine. Mm-hmm. Um, he outperformed basically his entire team in the rebound stat category, and. I don't know if you know, but the Suns kind of need help with rebounding because they have a center yeah. that doesn't really like to.
1: Yeah, again, again. Out. Like I keep saying, you're not drafting somebody in the second round thinking he's going to contribute right away, but he, right. you are drafting him thinking this is the kind of guy that can develop into a player that can be a, a very. And important Frank Vogel's confidence. great at that. Yeah, exactly. exactly. He's a great
0: head coach for this kid. So I'm excited to see what they do. Obviously, we have no idea what he's going to do, but we will get a look at him at NBA Summer League, which your PHNX friends will all be at. The whole PHNX Suns crew, myself, Shane, we will be out in Vegas for NBA Summer League, bringing you the best Summer League content. So I am sure we will be able to talk to to we will be able to talk to Tumani, <laughs>
1: Tumani <laughs> um, to Armani,
0: and give you guys a little inside scoop on his development and how he's fitting in in Summer League, which I'm excited to see. Like you said, we won't know until we see him play what it's going to happen. He's a 52nd pick in the mm. draft. It's not like a big flashy thing, but. Another player to add to the roster, so we'll take it. Um, Really quickly, before we talk about the Diamondbacks, I did want to talk about some other NBA draft news because we have a Wildcat and a Sun Devil as teammates. Who did that? <laughs> the Arizona Wildcats forward as Tubelis signed a two-way wow. deal with the Philadelphia 76ers. And then after that, the Sixers signed Marcus Bagley from Arizona State to an exhibit Barely. 10 deal. Barely.
1: <laughs> Barely. From, um, from Arizona State. Um
0: from Arizona State. I for one was shocked that Zoo didn't get drafted. Really? I thought he would have gone late in the second round. At so the, the
1: rumor is that his agent told teams not to draft him because he had the deal with Philly done.
0: Oh, okay. Well, then I guess I'm not shocked anymore. Uh, um, I thought he had done enough in the Pac 12 to at least go late in the second round. He averaged almost 20 points, 10 rebounds, two assists. He was a two time all Pac 12 first team selection. He shot 57% from the field. Um, I thought he had done enough, to be honest. Two time Pac 12 champion.
1: Ever looked like a guy that was going to be a, a- I just he's so soft he doesn't play I fucking I dislike him as a basketball player very much I hate I think he's just soft you saw that big time in the in the Pac-12 tournament obviously they still won but I think he looked soft and I think that's a criticism even U of A fans level against him is that he's soft I don't think he is going to be a very good NBA player because they will eat him alive if he continues to be soft um so I'm not surprised he didn't get drafted I, I never thought highly of him as an NBA talent um, again, he was a very good college basketball player. I'm not trying to deny anything he accomplished at U of A. Yeah. But I think he was soft in college, especially late in his career. And I don't think that bodes well for him in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, um, obviously,
0: this draft was a little bit different for Wildcats fans because it's not like they had like a Dalen Terry or a Benedict Matthew. We're on the red
1: carpet, by the way, doing some content for Complex, two of them. Yeah. Cool. So
0: this year's Wildcats team. And I don't think I'm, I'm like, I generally don't think I'm I'm not being mean about it. Like, they didn't have the same NBA talent this no, yeah. past year that they had when Dalen yeah, Terry was I mean, Terry they had three guys get drafted. Yeah, that yeah. year.
1: And then, yeah, they had no one this year. Yeah, um,
0: it's, but it's I different. did think um, Zoo was going to go late. So, you know, call me naive or whatever. But I thought
1: there was a chance. Like, I thought there was a chance that a team like the Sun drafted him because, you know, it's in it's in Arizona, whatever. But yeah. I just, like I said, I didn't think he was an NBA talent. But I'm not surprised to see him get signed. I think that was, that was inevitable.
0: Yeah, and two-way contracts work out. Like, look what happened with um, Pelicans. Oh, my God. Why am I blanking on his name? Arizona State. Help me.
1: Dylan Cheatham.
0: Yeah, thank you. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. And um, Lou Dort, right?
1: I don't know much about Lou Dort's contract situation, to be honest well, with you. Well, okay.
0: But. It works out. So, good luck to Zoo. Um, are you happy the Marcus Bagley drama is over?
1: <laughs> I mean, it's been over as far as I've been concerned for Yeah, a he I, only I played
0: anything. 17 games for Arizona State, including just five games in the last two seasons. He was super injury-prone. He obviously had that big disagreement with Bobby Hurley that was supposed to be kept under wraps. But then he went to Twitter and it didn't really stay under wraps. So he got kicked off. The, yeah, It's just been a drama fest. So goodbye, Marcus Bagley.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the kind of as far as the NBA is concerned, that's this is the perfect kind of undrafted free agent. You're not really risking anything with him. And this yeah. is a guy that I mean, a lot of it's come came from his him and his his family i guess but this is the guy that was supposed to be like a, a, a he was a five-star recruit flight, coming out of l- yeah like he's a, he's a top flight talent he's a great athlete so if you're an nba team you're just hoping that his family stays out of the way and he can stay on with the team basically and then you ended up getting yourself a hell of an undrafted player who who realistically if he had played um was probably probably going to be a first round draft pick so good luck yeah I, I, yeah, I'm glad we don't ever got to. It's so funny Thank though that for, for the service. rest of time he's going to be Arizona State. Uh, Mark, like if he's yeah, ever good, oh like he's God, Arizona announced- State's. And I'm going to be like, why did not he ever show up at Arizona State? Yeah, like, wait, why, why he- I don't I
0: remember him playing for oh, Arizona State? Well, oh, it's because he didn't. Um, at did. least that drama is over and we yeah. don't have to worry about anything happening on Twitter for the Arizona State Sun Devils, fingers crossed, in the future. All right, Sean, I think that's enough basketball talk. Let's get into some baseball because we have one of the best teams in Major League Baseball in the state of Arizona, which that, is wild to say. Before that. we do that, though, they are going to be opening a three-game homestand against the Tampa Bay Rays, who are also yeah. doing pretty decently this year. And if you're looking to go to any of these games, you have to get your tickets from Game Time. Game Time is the best ticketing app. In the country, let's be honest, they have great last-minute deals, super low prices. Like I am blown away half the time. Uh, the prices that are on game time. Yeah, same. With this upcoming homestand, you can get Diamondbacks tickets as cheap as twelve dollars. You guys, twelve dollars to see a really, 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 really two really good baseball teams.
1: Well, the Braves are the best team in baseball. Like. You're getting to see the best team in baseball for $12. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I got to look to see if Shane McClanahan is pitching in the series, but I think he would be because he just pitched yesterday. So he should be pitching in the series. He's going to win the Cy Young, the AL Cy Young. And then uh, the D-backs have a guy named Zach Dallin who's probably going to win the NL Cy Young. Kind of crazy. This is like, a, it's unbelievable that you're seeing that level of baseball for that cheap. Shout out our friends at Game Time. Yes. that's That's going to be one hell of a series. I'm very sad I'm going to be a national yes, for the it. The
0: Diamondbacks taking on the Tampa Bay Rays is our Game Time Games of the week. Yeah, yeah. So get out to the ballpark. Go support your D-backs because they are freaking unbelievable. I still am like in a little bit of a state of shock and disbelief that I get to watch this and it's the baseball team that I love and cheer mm-hmm. for and it's just like so great. I'm trying not to di- jinx it, but like I said, you can snag last time tickets on the Game Time app. Download Game Time, create an account and use promo code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms of Apply again, create an account, redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Guaranteed. Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, They are still the best team in the National League West, which I absolutely live for because I hate the Dodgers. They are the second best team in the National League overall, just behind the Atlanta Braves. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I absolutely love to see it. You know who else loves to see it? Freaking ESPN Sports Center. Uh, SVP, baby. SVP Scott Van Pelt. Our homie Zach Gallen was on with SVP. I love, I live for the National League West leaders right behind him. Like, please just continue to advertise this. But also, like, how crazy is this that they are getting this level of attention from national media? Like,
1: uh, Jesse pointed this out. He said he never watches ESPN. He flipped it on. And all of a sudden, Zach Gallant and Corbin Carroll were on SportsCenter. Yeah. Like, and it was also crazy just because they had just flown. They had a game the next morning at 10 a.m. They had just flown from Milwaukee. And now they're in D.C. doing that the night before again. Whatever. Go off. You're the best (laughs) team in in the division. You can do whatever you want. Uh, But yeah, I mean that that is you want to talk. We're talking about it briefly with the the Suns, but like you want to talk about like seeing an Arizona team get national recognition. Like the D backs have forced the issue. Yeah, now they are starting to get some of the recognition they they deserve, which is awesome. I think that's one thing I love about baseball is ultimately, if you're really good, if you're the best, you're going to get recognized the best, regardless of what team you are, what market you're in. Um, And I think you're starting to see that with the Suns. Like Corbin Carroll is. Is the best rookie in the National League. Although I will say I'm getting tired of start making TikToks about him. Stop making it about L. De La Cruz. Who cares? The Lied La Cruz is talking about the fastest player in the best in baseball. You're not. <laughs> You're not. So stop lying. <laughs> You're not. It's Corbin um, Carroll. but yeah, no, it is really awesome to see that this team is getting recognition that they they have earned. Yeah, they have, they have most absolutely earned, earned it. it.
0: Last time we did the show, we were a little concerned, just a little bit, not a lot, just a little bit, about D-backs they were on a little bit of a downward swing but now they're back on the upward swing one of the people that we were just kind of wanting to keep an eye on was Zach Gallon, and he shut us right up Um, he went out and pitched that game against the Guardians seven innings six hits one earned run which was a home run and uh, that was about it so he shut us up real quick Uh, same with the game against Milwaukee he again just gave up one earned run he pitched seven innings he only had three hits Um, his strikeouts were a little bit lower than what I'm normally used to seeing from Zach Gallon, but that's okay he still got the job done and he so still got a, a win for. he is now sitting at nine and two on the season with a 2.84 ERA. Oh, my God. Thank you, Zach Allen, for just making everyone shut up and not question anything else. Um, Alec Thomas is also back, which you love to Ooh, yeah, see. Baby. I love to see. I love our young king. Um, he also had a home run in his first game back in the majors,
1: which was crazy because, I mean, if you remember how just abjectly terrible he was before every single time he made contact with a baseball, it was a ground ball on the right side. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so yeah, something worked in Reno. Something worked in Reno. It worked. Uh, it worked with Jake. It worked with him. Hopefully, it works with Josh Rojas.
0: I'm just happy Alex back. I don't know why, but I
1: I stand Alec. Well, I mean, I'm happy he's back because he's amazing defensively. Yeah. And I mentioned this in the D Backs show the other day. Like the D Backs now, as it sits right now, are playing the outfield that they want to play for the next decade, uh, the next five years, however long you want. But like they like, Corbin. And, and Roha, or Corbin and McCarthy on the corners and, and Alex Glove in center field is what this team was hoping for. And obviously, they just need the me. bats to figure it out. Injected. And as of right now, <laughs> it looks like they figured it out. Like Jake and, and Alec have been playing terrific baseball since they've come back. And obviously, what they can do outside of hitting the baseball, uh, obviously, just Their speed, like the way that it could disrupt the game, having their baths be at the very least not a liability is, is huge for this team.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you love to see it. You know what else you love to see? And this is why I wanted to talk about the Diamondbacks. This is the whole reason we are here. We are gathered here today. Corbin Carroll and Lourdes Gurriel Jr. have advanced in the all-star voting to be starters in the outfield for the National League. And I am amped. Do you know the last time we actually had like a viable like position player starting in an all-star game?
1: Listen, uh, I mean, it would have been Cattell a couple yes. years ago, right? Correct. Yeah, because Cattell. fucking... We
0: had bullpen pitchers. Joe
1: Mantiply <laughs> kind of sucks now. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. Lord out let's be real, should not be an all-star. He should not be an uh, all-star.
0: He's a, he's a little bit of a slump, but I don't think he should l- be overlooked. He,
1: a little bit of a slump? He went like 0 for 25 at one point. He okay, is, his
0: June has not been great.
1: He, should not, he shouldn't be an all-star. I, I, I don't care. He shouldn't be an all-star. I don't care, though. I'm going to take it. Like, it's yeah. fucking awesome. It's dope. Shout out to Toronto Blue Jays fans that are voting him in. Yeah, Corbin, we
0: love you in Canada. This Corbin is the time surely, I
1: like a, Corbin, the only guy that's ahead of Cor- Corbin. Ahead in of Corbin in an MVP
0: race. Yeah, the only Not guy that's... Not even, that, like, exactly. the National League Rookie of the Year. Like, MVP.
1: The only guy that should be ahead of him is the guy that is ahead of him in the MVP race. Abra Lacuna. Outside of that, Which- like...
0: Yes. Acuna is confirmed because he had the most votes yeah, total so for start, the National yeah. League. So the way that they're doing it is the most vote getters like total in each division are going automatically. So Acuna is going for the National League. Shohei Otani is going for the American League. Um, so Acuna will be in the outfield. Which, Currently, Corbin Carroll is up against Mookie Betts. Pretty good. And Atlanta Braves outfielder Michael Harris, the second. <laughs> I feel like I had to get the second I, in there.
1: Um. Uh, yeah, I mean, it. The popularity contest part of this is kind of tough, but hey, yeah, uh, um, which is why I think Loris is gonna, but
0: Betts is currently ahead and a favorite to finish in at least one of the open spots by nearly almost a million votes. Yeah,
1: he's Mookie Betts, he plays in Los Angeles.
0: Everybody get on your phone right now and go vote for Corbin Carroll because if I don't get to watch Corbin Carroll start in the outfield in this MLB All Star game, I'm gonna be sad.
1: I would be shocked. (laughs) I, I think he will end up getting, uh, that spot he Braves fans are everywhere. Yeah, Braves fans everywhere. They are. uh but at the end of the day, I think Corbin is he's fun. He's putting
0: up video games right numbers right now. Player, Listen to this. Yeah,
1: people love him. And he's it's so
0: down man. Give as him as of tough. Thursday afternoon, Carol ranks in the National League second in OPS, second in stolen bases. He is third in runs, tied for ninth in doubles, and tied for thirteenth in homers. He's hit sixteen homers so far. His OPS is 0.956
1: and he's a rookie. That's and he's a Pretty rookie, crazy guys. man. That's pretty crazy, this is man. Why? He's really good at baseball. That's why I keep saying he's just so casually good. Like he'll just hit balls and all of a sudden they're over the fence and it's like, okay, I guess that's what we do now. Like he is just really good at baseball. Um Yeah, it would be a travesty if he somehow didn't get to the All-Star game. Kyle
0: Dan in the comments saying, if Corbin gets snubbed by Harris, I'll be so mad. Ditto. I will.
1: Yeah, that that would be uh, a travesty, (laughs) but I have faith. I believe in the system. Yeah. Come on, D-backs fans. Get out there. Go vote
0: for Corbin Carroll. Let's get him in the All-Star game. I'm also excited to see the reserves because I think we have some honorable mentions. Christian Walker.
1: Dude. Reserves. Oh, my... The fact that he wasn't even top 10 in voting in first baseman is the biggest joke ever.
0: Like, I'm telling you, we constantly get looked over because we're a small market. I
1: don't think he'll make the all-star game. He probably doesn't deserve to, just based on the first baseman that are above him. Like, Freddie Freeman is also an MVP candidate. Um like Olson on the Brave, like there's a lot of really good first basemen in this division, but the fact that he wasn't even getting the slightest shred of respect in the All-Star learning was ridiculous. He's objectively a top five first baseman, probably top three first baseman in the league, um, in, in the National League. Yeah. He deserves a little bit more respect, or a lot more respect than what he was getting. Again, don't know if he's an All-Star, but he deserves to at least be in like the conversation of guys because he yeah. is... His numbers are ridiculous and his glove is absurd.
0: Yeah, I would love to see like Christian Walker, Cattell Marte, Geraldo Perdomo kind of get a little bit of a uh, a little bit of love through Geraldo, the reserves. man.
1: I'd love to see him. I don't think that's gonna yeah, happen either, no. but I would love to see him in the all-star game. He that's he deserves it.
0: Question. Do you think the Diamondbacks will have one or two starting pitchers in the All-Star Game?
1: They should have two. They should have the starter and Zach gallon And then Merrill at this point, like, yeah. He he's all the other good pitchers in this league kind of suck. Like every, no one is is consistent. And I mean, Merrill and, and and Zach have had their own struggles in their own right. But like Spencer Strider is the guy everyone always was talking about at the end of the year. Ain't been that good. Defending Cy Young winner, um, uh, uh, um, Sandy Alcantara or Alcantara, however you. I always mess up his last name. Um, Alcantara. Alcantara. Yeah, it's spelled Alcantara. Alcantara, but it's pronounced Alcantara. He sucks. He sucks. Kershaw is good, but ha- most of the Merrill is the mainstay. What's That Merrill, the main, star. main star. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's just, I mean, almost by process of elimination, he should be, but it, I mean, but even just in the vacuum, like, they are two bona fide aces, yeah, that play on the same team. They 100% I should agree. both be in the all star. How
0: electric would it be if we had Zach Gallen, Merrill Kelly, and Corbin Carroll at the all star game?
1: Well, I think there should be Scott McGuff should be an all star, too. But the reality is, is uh, I've said this the other day, sure. Um, what do you mean sure? He's unbelievable. He like,
0: I, I'm sorry, but bullpen pitchers in the All Star game just makes me laugh. I've well, always been that what, way.
1: That's what I was gonna say. I was like, like he just should be give an All Star. Starting
0: pitchers, but put them in the bullpen if there's enough of them that are like amazing. Like I,
1: yeah, uh, yeah. I, what I was gonna say is, I feel like like starting or the relief pitchers in the All Star game are for bad teams. That's for losers. Yeah, like that's like, why that's we had Merrill Kelly last year because they had nobody off throughout the reliever who hasn't been that bad. You mean like, man's play? Oh yeah. What did I say. Mar-a-Kelley. Oh, Kelly. Yeah, that's
0: your consolation prize if you yeah, suck. So like, there's your bullpen pitcher piece. in the all-star game.
1: <laughs> in a, in a, again in a vacuum, McGuff probably should like he's one of the best relievers in baseball right now. But uh, the bad teams can have relievers. I don't eh. really care. Uh, but yeah, there should be. We should have the starting pitcher. We should have the starting. We should have two. Well, yeah, but I am just saying, like the starting pitcher, like yeah. the guy who gets who takes the mound at first, yeah. should be Zach Gallon. We agree. should have the starting outfielder, a starting outfielder, um, and then there is a few guys that I hope at some point in this process, get a little bit of recognition, whether that's filling in guys for injuries or, or however the reserves get selected. Um, there's a few guys that I hope get a chance to maybe get some recognition. Christian Walker would be awesome. I think, like I said, he deserves some kind of recognition. Again, Perdomo and Cattell have been great. Um, Kyle thinks
0: Perdomo got snubbed. What's that? I said, Kyle, Dan, in the comments, saying Perdomo got snubbed.
1: <laughs> it's tough because of the lack of at bats. he's getting early in the year. Uh, I agree. He, Again, he's playing like one of the best shortstops in baseball, but I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna rage in the way that I would if, uh, uh, if Corbin doesn't make it because that that would be a damn travesty.
0: Every time I see Nick Ahmed in the lineup with shortstop next to his name, I want to die.
1: Yeah, unless it's only because Perdomo's playing second because Cattell is DHing because someone's getting a day off like they did the other day. Eh, that's fine, but yeah, I, no, it's I, never fine if, if if they
0: don't DH Nick Ahmed
1: soon DFA. Yeah, yeah. I At
0: this point, DFA Nick Ahmed, listen. listen. Listen, listen. You can't
1: with Josh Rojas in the fucking listen, minors. I, no,
0: I don't care. I don't care what happens. I don't care what you have to do. Get someone from Vasalio rawhide to come play at this point. I will take anybody. Hey anybody now, uh, well, over hold on Nick on Ahmed.
1: Now. <laughs> Just say that. And I I know, know, we're not at that point yet. We're not at
0: the Lawler stage yet. I know. But, but listen, I, 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 I am so tired of watching Nick Ahmed play baseball. I'm done. I'm done. I've had enough. DFA him like tomorrow please i don't care i'll go play shortstop for you if i have to like please i'm so tired of watching nick ahmed play play yeah i mean he's it's, so bad he, he is he, he had an error in the game the guardians game that was just such a bonehead error i am like, you're a veteran in this league and you are making the dumbest okay. decisions i've well, ever seen well Cattell
1: Marte single-handedly cost the, the d-backs a game against the against the brewers so <laughs> i mean i'm not I'm gonna over it.
0: nick ahmed i'm sorry Goodbye. I'm cutting. I'm warming up the bullpen. Well, car I and I'm even, driving out there. I'm gonna pick you up and I'm dropping you off at the nearest bus stop. Well,
1: no, yeah, <laughs> Kyle. Kyle was saying what I was trying to say. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, everyone was focused on Lala. Like, Blaze Alexander is probably gonna be in the, the league by the end of the year. So, I don't. We're not at a point now where we can. It would be foolish to to cut or DFA Nick Ahmed at this moment because they just don't have another shortstop.
0: I, no, I'm not kidding. Okay, I know. I will have a cardboard cutout. Well, let's have a real shortstop. baseball
1: conversation. They can't. They can't. DFA, Nick Ahmed right now with another person that can play shortstop. Fine. But Blaze Alexander is getting damn close. So,
0: Blaze, I need you to hurry. My guy, whatever you have to do, I don't care if it's steroids. (laughs) Whatever you got to do to get to the Major League ASAP Rocky, you have to do it because I'm going to go insane if I have to watch Nick Ahmed play baseball.
1: (laughs) I do think when it's all said and done by the end of the year, I don't think Nick Ahmed is going to be much of a contributor (laughs) when this team is a playoff team because hopefully Rojas is better at that point and you, you You have your full infield and blaze Alexander's up
0: blaze please please I need you to blaze your way to the major leagues
1: (laughs) you can blaze some hair off your nuts with our (laughs) friends over at Manscaped Um, I have a question what's more American than a bald eagle the 4th of July is almost here, and that means a couple of things. Barbecues, pool parties, and last but not least, glizzies. <laughs> and it just so happens that sp- the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped, are making sure that all of the Glizzy gladiators across the nation are groomed for battle on America's birthday. 4th of July is right around the corner, baby. Um, from sea to shining sea, <laughs> join over know. 8 million pube patriots worldwide who trust Manscaped with a exclusive <laughs> offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Manscaped worldwide. Um, with code PHNX. <laughs> They're amazing. They got the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer weed whacker ear and it nose trimmer. I gotta I gotta pull out my weed whacker, clean up the nose hairs. Um, thankfully, air hair and the ear not going too crazy with the nose hairs. I, my mom made, has made fun of me for my nose hairs my entire life, they've always been wild. Shout out Manscaped, finally getting that under control. Um, if you want to check out Manscaped, like I said, you can take your freedom bells to the next level by going to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with our discount code PHNX. Get your independence back this Independence Day oh and unlock your confidence with manscaped how did you
0: that was the most out-of-pocket transition that has ever happened on this show
1: i mean I it was never. right there you were kind of losing it so i was like i'm gonna get this ad read out the way like, it was Why? right you lobbed it up for me you didn't even realize it i have never <laughs>
0: In my life, you think Blaze
1: Alexander ever thought he was going to be in a part of a segue that involved taking hair oh off your nuts? God. I don't think he did.
0: Holy shit! I'm sorry. That was so. I could not. <laughs> I don't know how you like. It was the way it was delivered. I think that just took me so.
1: God. Yeah, man. I, uh, I look
0: at my face. I am crying tears. Like I, am I know. Sobbing. I saw you
1: fucking. <laughs> she does is look legit crying right now. I. I mean, I was fully aware that you were fucking losing it the whole time I was doing that ad read. I was just trying to. Oh my god! You know, I was, I was a trooper. <sighs>
0: Oh, my God. That was unreal. I don't even know if we can. I don't even know what else to say. I think we just have to end it on that Yeah, note. let's wrap
1: it up. <laughs> Bally's went bankrupt. We'll see where that takes oh my us. We're not going yeah. really to talk about that <laughs> quite there to be honest.
0: Wow. I don't even... We don't even talk about Bally's. Like, they've just dug their own grave and we'll maybe yeah, finally I mean, be able to watch our team play baseball. Yeah, it'll
1: be more interesting to talk about that once we know how the D <gasps> backs and MLB are going to respond, but... Wow. Look at how the, the, the Padres did, but yeah. Oh, this was
0: quite the podcast. I thought next week when we're hammered doing this show, coming back from <laughs> Nashville is going to be something else. If this is what we're doing sober,
1: hey.
0: <laughs> next week is going to be a treat. I'm telling you guys, you're not going to want to miss next week's podcast. We are flying in from Nashville, coming straight here and doing a show. So... Oh, Lord, help us all. Thank you all so much for tuning in to, to this episode. You guys are the absolute best. Everyone in the comments, Zone in Arizona, Kyle, Daniel, Classy, Nasty, Connor Brum, Charles Waddell Pike, Chris, you guys are all the absolute best. If I missed you, I'm sorry, but you know I love you if you're in the comments. Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you next week at 1230. Hopefully, we survive Nashville. You'll probably see us on Instagram and socials, but if not, Godspeed.